welcome to another episode of the Awesome in Seattle podcast. This is your host, Christian Awesome with the Awesome and Awesome Group at Wilson Realty. And we are a local Seattle area based real estate agent team. It is a lot of fun being a real estate agent in Seattle, just got to say. We help people buy and sell all over the Seattle metro area, up north, down south, on the east side, all over the place. In today's episode, we are going to share some very creative ways that people are using their home once they buy it to earn some extra cash that doesn't involve having a roommate. So my co-host today is the wonderful Joanna Beecher. Hi. I, one, you were one of the agents on the Awesome and Awesome group. Thank you for being here. I am. I am proud to be so. And I'm so excited about this episode today. I have some really cool things to talk about. Mm -hmm. And the first one is... <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear her sniffing? If you can't, I was sniffing into the microphone. <laughs> it's called Sniff Spot. Yes. Okay, guys, a company founded in Seattle. Boom. Very cool. So what is it? It is a platform that connects dog owners with property owners, and you can download the app or go to the site and you can check out all of the local backyards or pieces of land, and you can rent and let your dog basically have their own private dog park. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> As a dog owner of two large dogs that lives in a place that I need a yard mm -hmm. and I don't have one, mm -hmm. this is amazing. Yes. You use it all the time. I use it you all the time. You talk about this all the time and you're always <laughs> excited to talk about the new sniff spots that you just found. In fact, right before we started mm -hmm. airing this or recording this, she was like, I just found a new one. Yes. It's on Queen Anne. It's in Queen Anne. And the cool thing about that is just in case you are listening and live in this area, if you're in Magnolia or in the Queen Anne area, you are going to make bank on this because there's so many renters in this area mm -hmm. and Seattle has more dogs than children. So People are always looking for a place to let their babies go be off leash mm -hmm. and not be in danger of maybe other dogs or like yep. maybe your dog is shy or yeah. maybe you have a reactive dog that mm -hmm. cannot be let off leash in uh, even an off leash dog park. Yeah. Um, there's just so many scenarios that have an unknown outcome that can be dangerous for mm -hmm. yourself or your dog. So when you have an option to pay a very minimal amount for that peace of mind. I yeah. think it's really incredible as an option to have. What kind of income could people potentially earn by renting this out? Like on average, what do you think you're paying in the Seattle area for a yard for an hour? Is it by the hour? You can do 30 minutes or hour increments. Mm -hmm. And usually the sniff spot people will have some sort of deal. Like when you first start going, it's like do one dog, like pay for one dog for an hour and get the other dog free for that time or half off or something like that. But in general, if you're really like rolling out these sniff spots and you're st like staying on top of your game, you've got good pictures. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, a very secure fence. A lot mm -hmm. of people that are going on sniff spot, they really want it like very securely fenced. They are looking for as much space as they can find that does not rule out the small yard people guarantee it. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you that in a I'll tell you more about that in a second, but you can make up to $3,000 a month or more, depending. Um, just by renting out your yard? Just by renting so out your yard. So if I rent out my yard, do I then have to go back there and pick up all the poop and do you that? You shouldn't kind of have to because I'm also like, I review the spots. As the renter. As the renter and the spot owners review 
the people who rent. So it's kind of like Airbnb in that regard. Yeah. So if I'm a terrible, like if I bring my dogs and they just crap all over the place, rip up the yard, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not allowed because yeah, or whatever, because sometimes it's allowed. Okay. But they have to tell you, Mm -hmm. I will get a bad review. I have only five stars, by the way. Um, Out of seven. (laughs) No, (laughs) out of three. Okay. You're an A++. <laughs> I am. But it's just, it's very specific. You read through, like, when you're a sniff spot owner yep. or the person that is providing the space, mm-hmm. you put down everything that needs to be known about your yard. Because How to enter. Everything. If they're, you're saying we have water bowls. We have pools. Oh, you know, cool. for the summertime, we have a shady spot oh, for your dog. We have chairs. I have kids. I don't have dogs. So yeah, you, I don't think about this stuff. But, you know, I think about yes. all of these things. And yeah. it's like people have provide bags. People mm, have to tell smart. you where they want the poop to go mm-hmm. when you're done picking it when up. You're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. When there's throw it away. important things. And if there's, for example, if it's on a source of water and you can utilize that water, then it's a really, I have a really great place I like to go that's always rented out um, up in Lake Forest Park. I found it before like everybody else did and now everybody else has found it. But there's a little stream and they provide towels. Oh, cool. Which is great because I mean, usually I have them, but sometimes you don't. And like when you're there in the space and they could get muddy if they went in the water, Mm -hmm. it's nice to have that. So that's cool. It's it's a really lovely option for if you don't have a yard or your dogs like to go out and explore new spots. Yeah. And it's awesome as an owner because if you're not using your yard, like, why not rent it out? Especially like I'm not a gardener. I don't care about my yard. I have a guy come mow it mm-hmm. once or twice a month, depending on how fast it's growing. That's about the extent of it. My kids mm-hmm. go back there and play, but I could easily rent that out. And yeah. even if I only made a thousand bucks a month and I only did it a few days a week or whatever, why not? Or it's if I'm on it. vacation, just let them do it whenever. Exactly. Like the whole time. It's not like it's going to take much effort on my part. Nope. Because you don't have to meet them. In yeah. fact, a lot of dog owners like myself, if your dogs are fearful, reactive or however, mm. you don't want to meet the owners. Yeah. So you don't have to. Yeah. You just, they tell you how to get in. They yep. tell you how to leave and that's it. And you can text them. You yep. message these cool. people. It's just like Airbnb as far as yeah, that yeah. goes. Yeah. Airbnb for dogs. Speaking of Airbnb. Let's talk about that. So everyone has rented an Airbnb probably, and if not, at least you've heard of it. So a creative way, a different way to think about using this when you own a house is to actually think about unit, especially if you don't have more than one unit in your home. Like if you don't, if you only have like a regular house or a condo or, or a townhouse, you don't have that separate unit that's completely detached or attached, but separated. What you could do is rent this out when you go on vacation, and this could potentially pay for your entire vacation. If you're gone for a week or two, you can rent your home, you can use that income to pay for your vacation, to pay for any upgrades you wanna make to your house. It's really not all that tough to do. Your house is probably gonna be sitting there vacant anyway. So while it might take a little bit of planning and thought ahead of time to do this, you could make a good amount of money doing it. So you might be asking what the heck you do with all your stuff. Cause you're not going to leave like your clothes in the closet. You're not going to leave, you know, all your random personal things, your files, bathroom stuff. You're not going to leave that in there. So I'm sure when you've gone to an Airbnb, you've always seen that one room or one closet that had a deadbolt and was locked off. Mm-hmm. It's called the owner's closet. You just put all your stuff in there, whether it's the garage, whether it's a closet, if you don't have that much stuff, whatever it is, 
you can just put it away. Then you unpack it when you're done. It's also a great way if you're trying to be a little more tidy and have less stuff. <laughs> it's a good way to go through your things. Yes. Force you to do that. That's always a good thing to do anyway. But yeah. Yes. It's for money. Exactly. Make your money by getting tidier. Another way to think about this is that if you are able to work remote, I recommend finding the high season of the area, meaning high season is when you can make the most money renting out your house. Consider renting it for a month or two and going somewhere that's a lot cheaper and living there for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Maybe you go to Thailand, maybe you go to Costa Rica or something. Maybe you just go to Hawaii and even if it's not cheaper, you're in Hawaii. So that doesn't suck. But you can go somewhere that's less expensive and actually earn money just renting out your house for a month or two. And if you can pull it off because you're working remote, who cares? Why not? Go to Alabama. <laughs> Why Alabama? Because <laughs> it's cheap. Because it's cheap. All right. That works. All right. What's the what's the other one that you like that you've actually utilized as well? This would be called hip camp. Hip so camp. once again, utilizing like land. Elder people that need hip replacements? 100%. You nailed oh, it. Yes. Wow. Absolutely so not. That is incorrect. So this is an online marketplace company that offers outdoor stays and camping experiences via a website and an app where private landowners can rent out their land as campsites, campsites, RV spaces, cabins, etc. And this way travelers can discover and book based on listing type, location, landscape, experiences, amenities. This should be an ad for them right now. I know. Well, I do like it a lot too. Um, I've had great experiences with them. For example, another dog related issue. Every year I have to go away for 4th of July because my dogs are afraid of fireworks. Most animals are. Think about that, people. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so we have to get creative sometimes, especially as most people around this time of year are also traveling. So we have utilized Hip Camp in the past and found a beautiful campsite. These people owned a very unique piece of land right on, I don't even remember what river it was. It was just gorgeous, though. Kind of a pain to get there. I'm sure, yeah. They did not describe in oh. their description of the land and how to get to these campsites. <laughs> That's a whole other part of hip camp that I think, you know. They can improve upon? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they have to be very specific yeah. with their people as to describe certain things like that. Yep. But once we were there, it was gorgeous. And uh, you can set the price, I'm pretty sure. And as Christian was just talking about, there's seasons where people are really going to utilize that. Mm-hmm. They are really get, like, especially in the PNW summertime, people love to get yeah, out there and camp exactly. and they love to find unique sites. Mm-hmm. So if you can like the way to really get the best bang for your buck for this is just making that really gorgeous, you know, take your land, mm-hmm. make it beautiful, make it somewhere that's a destination point. And that's how you're going to make a lot of money, which I will tell you right now, you can make a lot of money at this. If you do hip camp correctly, the mm-hmm. people who are making the most are making about over or around a hundred thousand dollars a year. Dang. Uh-huh. Like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You just have to have land and that you've like improved upon. Vacant land that you add some camping spots on. And, you, and you're there and you're managing it and it's beautiful. So yeah. theoretically, you could also do this as an investment. 
Yes. Buy some land that you're going to use as a vacation house, but get a local, someone that is nearby to help manage the day-to-day. This was one stuff. of my plans. Yes. To do. Brilliant. And I love that. But there's another one that's kind of similar called Tenter. And they do have some similarities, some differences. Tenter, it's only camping and glamping. Okay. Or as I just said, the other things that uh, Hip Camp offers. Mm-hmm. And Hip Camp is in Europe, Australia, and the U.S., whereas mm-hmm. Tenter is only in the U.S. Interesting. And if you use Tenter, apparently you make a lot less than you do at Hip Camp. Well, I think Which kind of makes sense because yeah. you're just, just throwing tents up and right. stuff it's, like that. It's a little they different. usually make between 8 and 15 a, a year. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, you're um, just giving them a space to put a tent. Right. And if you have more land and you can have more sites, obviously you will make more money. Yeah. But yeah. So both cool. really cool options. Okay. And definitely check it out if you haven't. So the next one that I want to bring up is called neighbor. It's neighbor.com. I don't know how they got that URL, but good job. <laughs> this is pretty brilliant. So basically what you're doing is this is allowing you to rent out your driveway, to rent out your garage, to rent out your shed, to rent out anything like that on your land. And it's kind of crazy. So that's awesome. For example, there is right now a 10 by 20 foot driveway in Crown Hill. Okay. It's like Northwest Seattle. Just a regular driveway in front of someone's house on a normal street. Okay. Renting for $200, $204 a month. First month, it's half off, $102. But from every month after that, 200 bucks a month just for renting out your driveway. For what? Like a for boat? For like a car, for a boat, for whatever you want to park there, an RV. This is a small spot though. It's only 10 by 20. You can't really fit much there. No. This carport, also in North Seattle, $300 a month. And it's just this rickety old carport. Like it's nothing fancy off wow. an alley. A garage in, let me see this. Pulling it up, a garage in. That looks like an apartment oh, building. Oh, this or is like Capitol Hill. This is renting for $325 a month. So this That's is like someone, a garage spot in a like apartment complex, or wow. maybe it's a condo. Yeah, it looks I don't like know which it one could it is, be either one actually. Yeah, 325 bucks <clears throat> a month. So it's a great way to rent out. It's good for parking, like I said. It's also good for like, there's businesses that are local companies that are maybe manufacturers, but like small scale, maybe even like Etsy people. They're selling shirts or hats or products like that, and they have to print stuff. They don't have space always to hold all their stuff. There's winemakers. I have past clients that are winemakers that they ran out of space in their home because they started doing it in their home. Eventually they got bigger and expanded, but they needed space to just hold their wine barrels while it was aging. Like this is perfect for that kind of stuff. Boat storage, RV storage, self storage, fleet parking. So like businesses that have lots of vans, like you have a bigger piece of land, you could do something like that. Trailer storage, anything like that. And there's people that are making really good money for spaces that you're not really utilizing. Oh my God, you could like combine Sniff Spot and this and you could be paying your mortgage. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rent out your parking spot in front of your house. You park on the street because yep. you're there and you can keep an eye on it. You could rent out your backyard on stiff spot <laughs> Yeah. and you could possibly pay your mortgage or part of it or at least a chunk of it. Yeah. And it's really not doing much for you at all. Like you're not doing that no. much work. No. So this is, this is why real estate is so powerful because there's so many different creative ways that you can utilize a piece of land yeah. 
to help you afford the lifestyle you want to have and not be house poor. So if you are ever thinking, man, I wish I had a few extra hundred bucks a month, like who doesn't think that? Uh, always. These two <laughs> options could be something, actually all four of these options could be ways that you could uh, consider and look into. Absolutely. It doesn't seem like it's all that hard to do. I guarantee if you look on YouTube and you look up Sniff Spot, you look up Hip Camp, you look up Neighbor, you look up Airbnb and you look up these, con like how are people doing this successfully? Mm -hmm. There's gonna be free videos teaching you how to do it. Oh yeah. And yeah. start with one. Yes. And see how that goes. And yeah. once you get that down, go maybe next. go to the next one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So before we wrap up, I wanna throw out two other things that we have not talked about that are not totally house related, but are somewhat in the same vein. One of those is we have friends that you were just talking about on our drive up here that have boats. They rent out their boats kind of like Airbnb, but to people that want to rent their boats, there's an app called Boat Setter, and I know there's others as well. I've actually utilized this to rent boats before. I want to utilize this to yes. rent a boat in the future. So I had, my buddy did this. He bought a boat a year and a half ago, and he made, I think, almost 50 grand oh, last year in one year, and he wasn't even renting it out all that often. And you can either just rent it out, like you meet them generally, the owner will meet mm. them, make sure they know what they're supposed to do on the boat. Yeah. You do have to have your boating license to I rent would it. I hope so, yes. Yes, which isn't hard, it's mm -mm. an online course, I did it. Really not difficult, but you meet people on the dock, you give them the quick five minute spiel, they go off for however many hours they rented it, four hours, eight hours, all day, overnight, whatever it is, you meet them back when they're supposed to check in, and that's about it. It's really not tough. Wow. And he made, he almost paid off his boat just by doing this. <laughs> like in one year, it made way more than the payment on the boat was yeah. every single month. And it was so easy, like got him out and allowed him to golf more, yeah. <laughs> which he was like so happy about. <laughs> the other one is Turo. Turo is a way that you can actually rent your car in a similar vein. So you can rent out your car to people similar to Boat Setter, similar, similar to Airbnb, all these other options where you can rent your car to people. I don't know exactly how it works for getting in and out. I've used it before, but I think I actually, oh, I do know. It's similar to Boat Setter. You just meet the person, they give you the keys, they give you the quick spiel, mm -hmm. and then you're off. Okay. Um, I know that when the pandemic was happening and rental cars were like impossible to get, I utilized this once. Mm -hmm. We were in Hawaii and we wanted to rent a Jeep and Jeeps that you rent from the car dealer or from the rental car yeah. place are like the basic Jeeps. I wanted a cool like off-road capable Jeep with a convertible top and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so I went on Turo. It was cheaper than renting the basic version from- Nice. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was so unique. Felt like a local versus a tourist. Right. Well, they don't have all the overhead that exactly. the rental companies do yeah. and yeah. Yeah. So. Going back to my Airbnb thing, if you're gonna utilize that while you're on vacation, think about maybe renting your car at the same exact time. Yeah. You can make a few grand, if not numerous thousands of dollars by renting your car out over that extended period of time while you're already gone. It's just mm -hmm. probably gonna sit there vacant anyways, not being used. And if people are traveling in, they will most likely need a vehicle to use exactly. as well. So it's worth 
Yes. Throwing that in there as an option. Exactly. So that's it for this episode. I hope you learned some fun and creative ways that you could earn some extra income while you're owning your house. Again, we are Seattle area real estate agents. If you ever want to chat with us, we'd love to help you buy or sell a house. You can always reach out to us on awesomenawesome.com. You can schedule free chats with us right online. We'll have a quick, no obligation, free 30 minute Zoom call with you anytime awesomenawesome.com slash schedule. That's it for this episode. We'll see you in two weeks for another episode of the Awesome in Seattle podcast. We'll see you then. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.